0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: You are listening to AM 1320 WARL, Attleboro, Providence. You
2: Revolution Recap, a weekly review of the New England Revolution and Major League Soccer on WARL 1320 The Drive with your host,
1: Sean Donahue.
3: Revolution Recap. We're here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. reviewing the latest action of the New England Revolution in Major League Soccer on AM 1320 The Drive as well as over the internet at 1320TheDrive.com. Joining me today in the studio is Tony Biscay of RevsNet.com. And Tony, the Revs had a great win last night 3 1 over Columbus if you missed it 12 with the hat trick. Uh, it was an excellent win for the Revs and it puts them in a position where a win in the next game will put them in the playoffs.
4: Yeah, and it keeps them ahead of San Jose in the overall standings. So that that was an outstanding off effort
3: all around. Uh, nice to have the whole team back,
4: and uh, it was a really good effort.
3: And with, also with the win, the Rebs are now seven points up in, for, in first place in the Eastern Conference uh, with a game in hand on their nearest competitors. Uh, so they're really in a great position here where past years they've been in this spot and they've needed to win all six or seven of their last games remaining to get into the playoffs in some of the past years as we have seen. But this year in a great spot where their destiny is in their own hands, they can finish uh, in first place at this point.
4: Yeah, the, these last games will be against conference opponents for the most part. Uh, I think actually we will play San Jose as well, so that will be great because it it'll, it'll give us that might be the deciding game for the supporter shield. Uh, But, yeah, it's an unusual position to be in, and uh, I think the fans
3: are loving it. Yeah, and they got two games coming up against the Metro Stars and the Metro Stars on the outside looking in. So those will be tough games for the Rebs. The Metro Stars have been playing better recently, and they're a team that really needs to win to get into the playoffs at this point. But with a win in either of those two games, the Rebs will clinch a playoff spot And I think that it's a great position to be in for this team where this past year they've been in bad positions at the end of the season. And the win last night really shows that they can dominate against some of the poorer teams in the league.
4: Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure that you could say uh, poorer teams in the league against Columbus anymore because their their previous three games, they came in here and won three games in a row by shutout. So for us to come out and and, uh, completely dominate in, in an offensive sense, Uh, they got a goal but they didn't have too many scoring opportunities we did we could have scored six or seven and should have maybe but uh, yeah the the midfield dominance now that we have all of our players back it's great to see
3: it's uh, awesome soccer to watch and uh, this is why we turn out I think the score does kind of reflect kindly on the columbus crew where johnny walker was forced to make eight saves uh clint dempsey missed a chance that had the ball hit him anywhere else other than going right through his legs surely would have gone into the open net uh and a little unlucky not to put more on the boards but at the end of the day a win the win and uh, a 3-1 win is a great result for the revs and twelman gets his third hat trick um most any player in the revs uniform has ever had so uh, it's great to see the revs off to such a great start and w- with just six games left of the season in such an excellent position
4: yeah and this this had to be really good therapy for Taylor Tallman because um he he scored consistently for us when he's healthy and then he's uh gone off with the national team and gotten a little frustrated, probably should have had a goal or two uh and then he comes back and suddenly he's got his touchback i don't i don't know what the difference is probably Taylor can't tell you what the difference is uh it's a comfort level and he just has it in m l s uh, and, and
3: as long as he keeps knocking
4: him in, I think Bruce has no choice but to bring a guy like that back.
3: And Steve Rawlson hadn't been looking at, at his best since he came back from the concussion, but last night he ended up getting two secondary assists um, from a, a great pass to Jay heese as well as a cross that Dempsey nodded down for Twelman, and he looks like he's getting back into form himself. So it's great that the, the Revs players are clicking at the right time and, and getting back on track when it counts most towards the end of the season and into end of the stretch run for the playoffs
4: right and you know steve ralston doesn't always show up in the score sheet but he does a lot of things right and um you know the interaction in the midfield the ball control steve's a big part of that and um the, of course he can also make the individual move bring it down make the great cross and uh, put the ball in a dangerous position where a dempsey or a Tallman's going to knock it into the net or uh you know the work the ball on the ground with guys like uh, Pat Noonan, and, and they just have a great understanding. It, it's a lot of fun to watch, and uh, uh, who would have thought that we would have been such a prolific offense going back at the beginning of the season, but th- this is the best team that we've ever had, possibly one of the best teams in MLS
3: history. And really, the team had been dominating the games really at the start of the season. Uh, towards the middle of the season, they hadn't been playing as well as still getting the results, but not really necessarily domination. This game was more back to what they'd been doing at the start of the season, and I think that can really be attributed to the fact that this is the first time the Reds have had everyone available since May 21st. Well, definitely,
4: and not only have those guys been missing, they've been playing at a higher level. So when they come back, they bring that higher level back with them, and it's fun to watch how it rubs off on all the other guys. Uh, some some of them aren't even getting to play, like Avery John. He, he goes off and he's... Uh, a starting defender for his uh, for his home country, and then he comes back here and he can't get time on the field, and uh, that's starting to be the norm on this team. That it's uh, you know you you have to be a better than average player to be on the field for this team, and even that may not be good enough. Uh, witness Jose it
3: you yeah, see, Jose cancela has been pushed back. Uh, where even when they brought on the substitution, they brought on Andy Dormy for him. And, and cancela has been a great player for this team. At the start of the season, he was a big part of uh, how well they were doing. But now that they brought in Hernandez, it seems like he's been moved to the bench.
4: But he's still a, a critical part of the team. There'll there'll be games and matchups where Steve will want
3: all all
4: of the players salty. And of course, with Ricardo Phillips coming in, there's another option. Will he play forward? Will he play midfield? Uh, Andy Dorman would be a starter on any team. Uh, all those guys are fighting for playing time, and it and it's a great thing. To, Let's keep them all healthy. Let's bring them all into the playoffs, and we'll have the most options. And uh, hopefully that will be Steve Nichols' biggest headache.
3: And Steve Nichols was talking about last night the issues he has with so many good players now with the new signings, and we actually have part of that press conference that he can play for you now.
5: Yeah, I mean we'll set up for a hat trick. I'm not complaining, but uh, you're always you're always looking for that breathing space so you can settle down and play your game and make make your passes. Unfortunately, we got the two goal. The, the two goal lead was huge. I mean, even with five minutes to go, you lose a goal, and you're always thinking. Oh, we are we're always a bit pessimistic at times, but you know it was a comfortable one for us, and uh, I thought it was a real professional job by uh, everybody concerned. Is it just coincidence that
6: the last time Pat, Taylor and Clint played together was the last time Taylor had a hat-trick
5: or is this more of that? Just no, I, I certainly hope it's not just a coincidence. You know, I think it's down to good ability, good runs, good communication and uh, the rest of the team uh, playing their part as well. Is it nice to have the whole team back together going down the stretch of the, of the season? Great. It's great. It's great. I told the players on Friday morning, you know, it's a real problem now for me. But there's, you know, there's going to be three or four individuals uh, between now and the end of the season who are who are not going to be on the field who, you know, really by what they've done this season, you know, deserve to be playing or you know think they should be playing. You know, it's it's. You know, it's going to be a test for some guys who are not going to be on the field who think they should be. Knowing the squad the way I think I do, uh, every one of them is going to be disappointed individually. But I'm pretty certain they're going to be behind the team that's on the field. Uh, and that's that's a, great, that's a great thing. Is
7: that the best bet you
5: have since you later certainly believe so yeah um, and the best thing about it is it keeps everybody on their toes you know guys on the field know that if they don't do it it's very easy for me to, to go to the bench so it keeps everybody on their toes. Can you see yourself building more continuity down the stretch to the playoffs right now? I certainly hope so you know if we keep the squad together uh, and there's no reason why you know barring injuries or suspensions we can't keep this group together and then obviously we're hopeful that we'll uh, go from strength to strength.
3: And that was head coach Steve Nickel on uh, last night's match against the Columbus Crew. Uh, and the hero of that match was Taylor Twelman, uh, getting the hat trick, his third hat trick in a Revolution uniform. Uh, and we can hear what he has to say about the game last night as well, and we'll play that for you.
7: Yeah, I mean, not, obviously we had a lot of chances tonight, and that's a good sign. But at the end of the day, we you know played very well defensively, stay compared and uh, got a result taking a catch-trick as a team effort yeah of course it is i mean my job is just to get on the end of things and you know i'm not going to score if my teammates aren't putting the ball and you know i'm blessed with playing a very good team behind me and that's my job to get on the end of things i think what pat brings to the table as well as i is we work hard defensively you know you can see it on defenders faces that you know it bothers them when you know i think pat had like nine steals tonight just chasing down people and it's yeah you know it's awesome I don't know. I mean, I, I think, you know, last year was a struggle with my injuries and obviously this year a little bit. It kind of halted with both of our injuries and national teams and stuff. But the more I watch him play and the more I understand how he plays, it's, you know, it's a pleasure playing with him. And it's, can't really put it in words. When we play like that, it makes everybody's job a lot easier. And we were all on the same page. And you could tell we were all excited. It's a full lineup for the first time this year. You know, if I'm playing with Pat up front, you know I'm going to be playing with a smile on my face and excited to play. And, you know, I can't tell you guys enough. It's, it's honestly a great pleasure to play with a guy who works that hard. You know, at the end of the day, playoffs is a whole different season, and we got to go in on a roll and finish the regular season. You know, home field advantage. You know, we obviously want to play here in the playoffs, so you know that's our goal right now. First game of the playoffs, those records go out the door. So we know we got to go in on a roll like we have the last three years, and uh, you know that's our mindset right now.
3: That was Revolution forward Taylor Twelman uh, on last night's game, and Twelman with the hat-trick there puts him uh, atop the league scoring charts. Uh, right behind him, he's kind of like him Moreno, but with Twelman, you see he's got 14 goals. None of them comes from penalty kicks. If you take out the penalty kicks, there's not a single player in the league who has even double digits at this point, and it's really a testament to how well he's been playing and how well the team's been playing behind him to get him up, set him up with those opportunities.
4: Yeah, it also makes you wonder if Taylor Twellman ever asked Steve Nichol if he should take the penalties. Not that we ever get any, mind you, compared to some of the other teams uh, where Moreno has, I believe, seven, seven. Yep, that's that. That's a very high ratio of uh, penalty kicks per game. Uh, I think the Revolution's probably only got a couple all year, and uh, whether that means that our players are, play a different style, that. Uh, uh, we don't try to draw the calls and we try to make the best of each play and get the ball in the net instead. Uh, it's, it seems to be working for Taylor. So may he never draw a penalty and keep putting him in a net.
3: Well, that, that is a, a one question mark that's been going on for the team uh, recently. First, Twon was taking the penalty kicks, then he missed one, and right after that, Camp Saylor took over, and then as soon as he missed one, uh, Steve Ralston took over, and then he went out injured, and now Shari Joseph's been taking it, so it's really been a, a rotating circle of who's been taking the penalty kicks for this team uh, on the f- few rare times that they happened to get him.
4: Yeah, and you know, Shalri is not thought of thought of as a goal scorer, but he's done very well in those penalties. And it, I think when it, it, it it's really a matter of leadership, and whoever's there and has the confidence that they can beat that Olio that particular time. Uh, I, I'm sure that Taylor feels that he could do it because he does it under the most difficult of circumstances and does whatever it takes. And for him to take something like a, a penalty kick, it, it must seem like uh, obviously give me it's like a layup. So I'm sure he'd to get back to taking the penalty kicks and uh, I'd like to see us get some and uh, I hope that if it comes down to the last game of the season and Taylor needs to win that scoring championship that he'd be the guy to step up but it it probably won't come to that with Taylor's
3: pace (laughs) and his strike partner uh, Pat Noonan uh, they've been working so well together both of them St. Louis natives Twelman always talks about uh, how great it is to be working with Pat Noonan and it really shows uh, and how well they work together when compared to when say, a guy like Kano Smith comes out and works with Twelman. Maybe he's not on the same page with him, but uh, with how well Twelman and Nunez have been playing together, it's, it's really a joy to watch.
4: It is, and uh, as they've gotten familiar with each other, um, if you watch uh, on TV, you can't always see it, but if you watch these guys and how they just kind of look at each other and they anticipate each other's moves and they're running off the ball uh, and let the ball roll, It's just a joy to watch. And uh, if there are fans out there that uh, are watching only on TV, well, you're missing half of the enjoyment of the game because the way to watch these guys and the understanding that they have, and it's not just Taylor and Noonan. uh, It's also, you know, uh, Steve Ralston and whoever is filling in when Joseph moves up with, with Kent, Jose Cancelo Jose moving in. Um, it, it's really fun to watch a good offensive team that can create and just keep the pressure on opponents, main, maintain possession of the ball. And uh, I'm just having a, a, a great time this season watching this team play. Uh, this is what we've always wished for. And finally, we have a team that uh, I'd love to see them not only carry through but then make the championships into the international rounds next year, representing MLS, because I think this team's something special, and if we can keep them together, this could be a a very good diplomatic team for MLS coming next year.
3: And it really shows that in in the offensive weapons they have this year. At the beginning of the season, Clint Dempsey was on top of the scoring charts for a while, and then Pat Noonan was on top of the scoring charts, and now Twelman's on top of the scoring charts. So there's not really a a team that goes through one forward like, uh, say, a team like, Los Angeles that goes through a guy like Landon Donovan, they don't depend on one individual guy, which makes it easier when, say, one of the guys are missing that for somebody to fill in. And uh, Newton's been having a, a great season, but he just came off of an injury and his performances hadn't been the best, but last night I thought he performed very well. Uh, and got the assist on Twelman, and it seems like he's going back to form as well. And uh, we can play for you now uh, what his thoughts were on in the game last night.
8: Well, hopefully we can build on that game. Uh, there's no question we have the confidence that when we, you know, when we got our full team, uh, and that's not to say the guys when guys are gone that we can't do the same thing, but uh, uh, you saw tonight what we are capable of doing. I think we dominated from the opening whistle and put that team on their heels, and they're a good team, and we set the tempo and, and got on them got on early, and then we were able to move the ball and play the way we want. There's no excuses not to do that uh, you know, down the stretch. Next
1: week you have the Metro. So is there another hungry team that's going to be really fighting for playoff life? Right. Is it going to be pretty much the same kind of uh, approach to it? You
8: know, just put them on the heels early on. Yeah, no question. We're going to go and uh, and try to set that same tempo. There's no reason not to. We won't be sitting back on our heels, you know, playing for a tie. Uh, you know, this team goes out to win games, and and we're trying to pull away from the rest of the group, and uh, so we're going out. Trying to set a tempo, get on them early. You know, act like it's a home game and uh, uh, you know get a victory. I don't, I don't see any reason why any, you know team goes on the road and, and has to change the way they play. Uh, I guess at certain occasions, you know, it might be the, the best option. But for this team, we go out, you know, to win games and to, to earn three points. And I think it's because you know the players we have out there and the talent we have. We we don't want to we don't, don't want to sit back against anything. We want to go out and, and uh, earn three points. You know, any team if you put pressure on them, it's it's tough to play. When your start starts with us up top, if we're putting pressure on their backs. it's tough for them to you know to find guys quickly so you know we have a, a great conference this year and there's no easy game so uh, we don't expect any games to be easy and and I don't think any team expects to be easy when they play us so we're going out to fight for ninety minutes and uh, you know show what we're capable of doing and tonight we did that. But when
5: you come and play the Metro Stars in a
8: couple weeks here they're not gonna be able to sit back on you. They're gonna be fighting for a playoff spot so no. it might be the same type of situation. I don't think anybody can sit back now. Uh, they got they gotta push forward and try to create chances uh, and they're gonna be at home so I expect them to do that and, and try to obviously get the win, so uh, it'll be a battle.
3: And that was Pat Noonan on the game last night. Uh, Pat Noonan's been the scoring leader for the, as I mentioned earlier, was one of the top leading scorers in the league, until he went away with the national team and uh, actually got injured in that game, and and now he's been back and really worked himself back into form, as well as a guy like Rawson, as I mentioned earlier, who came off a concussion, and he seems to finally be working himself back into form. And and all these players are getting and and hitting their stride at, at the right time. Uh, and with, with the, as I mentioned talking earlier about the partnership between Pat Noonan and Taylor Twelman uh, the, the two grew up together and played soccer together as kids and it, it really is showing now uh, obviously their first season together may not have looked like that like that had been the case but now it looks like they've been playing together forever the way they make the runs together and it's, it's really a, a big difference when those two are out there as compared to when uh, as I mentioned, when the backup forwards are out there. And we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to be back with more Revolution Recap, and hopefully with Matt Reese.
9: a major sports injury or that pain in your knee that's becoming more than just a pain in your knee, Coastal Orthopedics is with you every step of the way. The friendly doctors at Coastal Orthopedics will help get you back to a normal lifestyle. ECL rehabilitation, scoliosis, shoulder arthroscopy, knee ligament injuries, knee arthroscopy, rotator cuff injuries, to total knee replacement. Coastal Orthopedics has three convenient locations to serve you, two in Fall River and one in New Bedford. If you're an athlete with an injury, Coastal Orthopedics is your first choice for top quality care. And the doctors at Coastal Orthopedics understand you don't need to be an athlete to need the best in orthopedic care. So if you have an injury, think of Coastal Orthopedics, 235 Hanover Street and 1030 President Avenue in Fall River and 84 Grave Street in New Bedford, 508-646-9525. Coastal Orthopedics, with you every step of the way. Thank you.
2: Whenever the sports journal hits the road, they hit the road in style with a town car from Town Car Travel. See how affordable luxury can be? Town Car Travel will bring you anywhere you need to go in the style. Town Car sedans in black and white, late model 810 passenger limousines, and a 2003 Ford 14 passenger van. They service all the major airports, cruise ports, train stations, bus stations, casinos, and concert venues. Plan that special night out for almost any event. They offer any point-to-point transportation in the Northeast area. That's Town Car Travel. Check them out on the web at towncartravel.com or give them a call at 508-678-5500. That's town car travel, 508-678-5500. Or if you're in Rhode Island, 401-662-6956. That's Towncar travel, 508-678-5500 or 401-662-6956. That's Towncar travel, and the next time you arrive, you'll arrive in style. <laughs>
0: Over 120 years, the Sun Chronicle newspaper has been providing Southern Massachusetts with the best in local news. And now the Sun Chronicle is available in stores and on racks every day by 6 a.m. But that's not all. When you open your Sun Chronicle, you'll find three new tabloid-size pullout sections. There's the place, written by teenagers for teenagers. The place will feature interviews with local high schoolers and also contain student art as well as what's hot in music and Hollywood. You can also look for the Sun Chronicles newly designed pull-out sports section. Not only will you continue to get the Sun Chronicles award-winning coverage of local and pro sports, but you, the reader, can sound off in the all-new sports forum. Finally, look out for the get-out section every Thursday for a helpful way to plan your weekend. Get Out offers theater reviews as well as listings of night spots, restaurants, and movies. Get Out will also provide best bets to help you make the most of your leisure time. The Sun Chronicle newspaper, your very best source for local news.
3: And now, back to Revolution Recast with your host, Sean Donahue. Welcome back to Revolution Recap. Joining me today in the studio, Tony Biscaya. And now over the phone, we have Revolution goalkeeper, Matt Reese. Matt, can you hear me? Yeah,
1: hi, how you doing?
3: Thanks a lot for joining us today. No
1: problem. Thanks for having
3: me. And last night, obviously, the big win for the team, 3-1 uh, to one over Columbus. Uh, but individually, you got another record uh, for the Revs with the most saves now for the Revs. What does that mean to you to uh, be getting these re- records and getting in the Revs history books?
1: Uh, it, you know, it means a great lot. It... Um I don't really think about it too much as the season is going on, or I don't really, you know, think about it until really someone tells me about it. It's, um, you know, my focus is trying to get the uh, Revolution to an MLS Cup and actually win one, and um, you know, that's that's my goal. And anything that comes outside of that is just kind of gravy.
3: And with the season, also you've had uh, the honors of playing in the All Star game against Fulham MFC, uh, A big victory there. How was that experience?
1: It was great. It was uh, a great experience, um, just to be to be able to play a, a team like Fulham, and and obviously to be able to win is uh, is even better. And then you know, also the game in in Spain was you know a great honor, and it's uh, it's been a long road for me to get there, but obviously the uh, the fruits of the labor have been kind of paying off this year.
3: And with the team this year, obviously doing so well, uh, whereas past years they've been off the slow starts, and then. Pushing at the end here for a playoff spot. Uh, how much better is it to be in the situation you are now than, say, in the situations you've been in the past years, where you've had been forced to win, like say, the last six games to get in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, obviously you. Uh, it's not as um, a difficult a task. It's you know you don't have as much pressure on the players, and you know sometimes players need that pressure to perform, um, and, and that's what I think the last couple of years why we've done so well in the playoffs is because. We've had to play really good right at the end of the season, and and that's really, in this league, that's that's what matters is if you're playing well at the end of the season, you know, those are the teams that are going to end up doing well.
3: And obviously the the team this year, um, many of the same players that we've seen through the past few years, uh, with a few exceptions, like a guy like Parkhurst, uh, but what do you think is the difference really this year that's gotten the team to the next level where they're doing so well in the regular season?
1: I think it, I think you you kind of said it there is that it's a lot of the same players, uh, you know. With the the revs teams in the past, we've had to kind of completely overhaul and and try and find you know quite a few new players out there to to be um, you know to be to be good in the league and to to challenge for teams in the league. Uh, and you know for the past few years we really haven't had to to change too many players. We've just been adding great players, and you know the coaching staff is. Has um, over the past three years produced, you know, three great rookies, and and you know you have a couple other guys like Andy Dorman uh, that are that are on the outskirts, but that are really really good players. So we've added a lot of really good players to this team, and we've kept the core players you know here. And you can see with how many players in the Revolution get called in the national teams that we really have the the, the best player base in the, in all of the MLS.
4: Hey, Matt, this is Tony Bishkaia from RevsNet. How you doing, Tony? Good. Uh, quick question. You have the best seat in the house. You're, you're sitting back behind these guys. They've been playing great defense in front of you. Some of them maybe the best years of their lives, like Jay Heaps, uh, possibly uh, Marshall Leonard and Joe Francino. Uh, I'm sure some of it's your influence. I'm sure some of it's the midfield that's in front of them. Uh, but what's the biggest attribute? Is it the communications? Is it, like you were saying, that the fact that you guys have been together for a while?
1: Yeah, I think, and I think the, the biggest thing is that we all get along really well, uh, on and off the field. And actually, Marshall and his fiancee are over at my house right now for dinner. So, um, you know, we 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 get along on the field, I mean off the field, and I think that shows on the field. Um, we really enjoy playing for each other, and there, there's no real big egos on our team. Uh, we're all willing to put the the hard work and to sacrifice for each other, and that's what a, a good team needs.
3: And for, for you individually, uh, you've had to play backup uh, to, to start your career to guy like Kevin Hartman and Aiden Brown. And what does it mean this season to go in and finally uh, be starting off as the starter? It's
1: it's been good. It's it's been something that I've I've known that I've had inside of me, and I, I've known that I've been capable of it. Just uh, I finally gotten the opportunity, and I, I thank Steve Mickel and uh, for for bringing me in here. Um, for taking a chance on me and seeing that you know this guy can play, and um, obviously being behind Kevin Harmon and Aiden Brown, I've I've learned a lot. And even though I might not have been uh, to, in starting and, and playing all the time, I've I've really had a chance to, to see a lot of games and mature. And and uh, sometimes people need that; they need a uh, you know a little bit more time. And I've uh, been lucky enough that I've I've stuck with it and I've been able to get into the situation now and and make the, the most of my time
4: matt the, 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 that situation is now true for guys in in the field positions in front of you where the the, the competition for starting place and or for minutes on this team is uh, it 's more difficult now than ever before because of the talent level mm-hmm. and and we continue to add people to the mix uh, Daniel Hernandez come in, and now we have this uh, Ricardo Phillips guy uh, uh, Do you talk to the some of the guys when they 're not getting minutes do you, do you Explain to them what you went through because that, I'm sure that's an invaluable experience. And do, do you guys all share that?
1: Um, you know, I don't really seek it out if someone were to come up to me and, and ask me, you know. What my opinion was about it, Um, you know, I could give them what you know, kind of my story and and kind of what I went through. But everybody's different, and everybody handles it, uh, you know, differently. And uh, no, it is true. We and that's a good problem to have is is having so many players that you know they're really good players, players that would start on other teams. Um, that aren't starting for yours, and um, I think that's a sign of a quality team. And you need to have that in order to to make uh, the team great, because you need that competition in practice.
3: And you yep. mentioned earlier about uh, the tr- getting traded over here from the Galaxy. Was that a trade that you were happy about taking place at the time?
1: Uh, yeah, it was. It was a situation where. Um, talking with Ziggy and and um knowing kind of the situation that I had been in for the past 5 years and you know the situation for uh, for the Galaxy with the goalkeeping that one of us uh, because we were you know equally as good but one of us like myself wasn't getting the time to, to that one of us needed to make a move and um that was the year to do it and um you know I moved on and got here and, and sat behind Aiden Brown who's you know a, great goalkeeper in his own right and um, you know I got in and you know got comfortable with the team and unfortunately Aiden went down with uh, some concussions last year and I was able to step in and and help us uh, do well and you know that's what I've been wanting to try and do for the uh, you know the past seven years is to help a team win and I I think I'm doing that
3: and going back even before that uh, your college career how was the experience at UCLA, and is there anything you can uh, attribute to the fact that so many great goalkeepers come out of there and make a name for themselves in MLS?
1: Yeah, it's 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 pretty strange that there's like, what is it there's uh, I think f- five goalkeepers that are that are starting that went to UCLA. Um, I th- and most of them are from Southern California. I think it's just, uh, you know, the athletes and the, the it's such a big base of of kids that you can pick from that there's there's a lot from all Southern California that that end up doing well. Um, and it's it's great to see, it. and and hopefully that the tradition keeps going. Jorge, uh, who Salcedo, who's the head coach there at UCLA now, is uh, is going to do his best to bring in. Uh, top quality players but my time at UCLA was a lot like uh, my professional career in that I I did have to sit I was at UCLA for five years and I, I sat for four years and I ended up winning the national championship in my fifth so uh, I think I learned then that it, it takes a lot of patience and uh, even though you might not be playing uh, you still gotta push yourself every day to get better because you never know when that chance is gonna come and you know it might might happen at the very end, what you did for me.
4: Matt, now that uh, you're on the national team picture, that uh, that's all true all over again because, again, you're sitting and waiting. And, uh, you know, well, obviously we have Casey Keller who's, who's not going to go anywhere. He's going to be our starting keeper unless he gets hurt. But uh, going into a camp like that, is it more important for you to show well there or is it more, more important for you to keep steadily producing results for the revolution? What do you think Bruce looks up?
1: I think he said a little bit of both. I think he um he's, sees how I fit in how i um deal with the fact that most likely um you know I'm not going to be playing too many games, and uh my attitude uh towards that if I'm you know a distraction or if i'm you know actually help out the national team in some way um and uh, and i think on top of that he also uh it is important that i, I keep getting results for the revolution and i keep uh, you know steadily performing otherwise there's um, you know five or six really good goalkeepers that are going to be there to, to take my spot so um you know that's the one thing about uh america is we have a lot of really good goalkeepers um up and down this league and and the MLS has been a great uh, proving ground for him and, you know, we produce such great athletes and, uh, the the goalkeeper has to be one of the best athletes out there because he has to be a, a soccer player as well as being able to use his hands and, and, uh, being able to, to dive all over the place. so
4: And, and maintain your concentration in, in those dead times and then still be able to make those key stops that keep your team in a game or uh, possibly preserve the game for you. Exactly. Matt, uh, on, on another completely different topic, uh, a little controversy about uh, you know, some of the uh, fouls that you've been involved in. Uh, I think most guys that ever played with you or against you would, would acknowledge that you're not a dirty player in any way, but you're a hell of a competitor. Uh, and, you know, uh, unfortunately, Askandarian got hurt. Uh, as you were saying, you know, Aiden Brown got hurt, and that happened to be one of his own teammates, and those things happened. Uh, they were unpredictable. But... Um uh, how do you feel about the uh the the comments that have been made and uh, the way that has it affected your game in any way or are you ever going to back down? I mean goalkeepers got to protect themselves just like when guys go up for headers they gotta you know uh, make a little space put their elbows out so you you have to do that if you're a player, understand that uh and you think that Aleko would understand that. Uh, that's any time a keeper goes out you don't want to get hurt you got to protect yourself from those guys running in on you and i'm sure that applies to the forwards running in on you guys
1: yeah absolutely uh, does it affect
4: it's... your mentality and i mean i haven't seen any change in your game but uh how do, how do you feel about that do you do you think about that to earn the earner games
1: uh no it's it's y- in those situations, it's it's actually a complete reaction, so you're not really thinking. I mean, even with the you know the red card I received in in Colorado, it, it wasn't like I was trying to to hurt the guy. It was just a complete reaction, and um, you know I was coming off my line a little bit too fast, and he threw the ball by me, and you know I I could have just let him score it, but I, you know I fouled him, and you know it was a momentary lapse of judgment, and I don't think it was very very harsh. I wasn't intending to injure him at all. I mean, if I wanted to injure somebody, I definitely could. Um, those comments, I think he's just frustrated. You know, it's it's tough when you're at where he was last year and uh, you know, he was in in the, in the picture and he was scoring goals and he was doing well and um, you know, he gets a, a few uh, injuries and you know, it wasn't like this was his his first concussion that he's had. It was about his third. So, you know, I I guess um if it was just the collision with me that 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 caused it, then uh, then maybe he would have you know something to say. But I, I, we're, like you said, everybody's competing out there. Uh, during that play, Jay Heaps was was involved also, and he he got out of the way, and Aleko didn't, and um, you know he had a chance to to get out of the way. And like you said, if a goalkeeper comes for a ball. I've got to be completely, wholeheartedly committed, or else, uh, like you're saying, I could get injured. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm not out there trying to hurt myself. So I'm, I'm, you know, not really thinking, trying to injure anybody. I'm just trying to to play hard and, and make sure that people know that if they're going to come into my box, it's not going to be an easy time. But,
4: but not just from what I meant. Does it affect your play? I, I was really thinking more in terms of how referees view the the way that you might come out from not one now that this controversy has existed. Do you do you think that's gonna hurt you and do you think that you need to watch your step?
1: I you know, I don't um, I don't really think about it at all, to be honest. Um you know the the referees in the league has contacted me and they've talked to me and they've said, you know, we've reviewed the plays and we haven't seen the, you know, anything with malice on your part and um, you know, keep keep doing what you're doing but we're watching you, so yeah, you know, in, in this league, there's definitely a, uh, a big brother always watching, and you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's kind of uh, disappointing when they they review a play and they'll they'll tack on something else. But um, in another instances, it's good. So uh, I think as players, we're all uh, aware after the game maybe of things that that might have occurred during the game, but during the game you don't you can't really think about it otherwise you know you're obviously not thinking about the game
3: and we mentioned the competition for spots earlier on this team um, as I mentioned earlier the team does have many of the same players that they had uh, two or three years ago uh, when the, during the regular season became sort of a struggle for the team do you think that the competition for places now and everyone being pushed for a spot and knowing that if they don't play their best then there's somebody right there to step up behind them is part of the reason that the team has done so well during the regular season this year
1: i I do and you know with uh with the fact that we have we have had so many good players and so many players have gone on to play with the national team, you know that time in the middle of the season is time for the the young guys and the people that haven't had a chance to make their mark i mean if you look at uh Hercules Gomez over in the Galaxy, um, he got a chance to start because Landon was gone with the national team, and, uh, you know, he scores a goal against us, he scores a couple other goals, and now he's their their choice up there, and Scott Dealey in, uh, in Kansas City is another example, is a young guy who, uh, you know, now given a chance to play, is uh, getting some goals, and it, it happens when people are injured or, you know, when people aren't around, so, it's a, it's a really long season and you really do need everybody on your roster to contribute in order to uh, to win championships and we've had everybody's been contributing and we've we've had people step up uh, at times when when we've needed them to
4: Matt, uh, in your future, do you see yourself eventually like with the additional success if the refs should win the cup and uh, you, you keep getting the results? Do you, do you see yourself eventually possibly going to Europe, following in the footsteps of some of the other guys that are national team picture?
1: Um, I think. I mean, uh, it would be a, um, a great adventure to do, and it would be a, um, you know, definitely be a uh, a life journey that would be amazing. I, my wife and I have talked about it, and if that possibly you know possibility did arise and I think we would we'd both love love the challenge of it and uh the way that Americans are playing and performing, they're they're getting a lot more looks over in you know the bigger leagues overseas. And uh, you know if someone came calling, then I'd, I'd definitely sit down and take a look at the offer. But you know right now my focus is completely with the Revolution. And um, you know it's, it's been a long year, and it's getting right now to the uh, the fun part where where it actually matters. And um, I'll, the only thing I can think about is is winning the, the championship in Dallas.
3: And, and uh, we've talked about earlier the team this year, and how well and what a great start they 've got it off to with uh, the past years they 've been forced at the end to get in the wins, but also with the situation there's also a possibility of complacency setting, and how does the team make sure they avoid that and continue getting these results uh, and, and get off on a good run before the playoffs and into the playoffs
1: I think um with the, the fact that so many people have been you know uh, coming and going that this last game was uh, you know our first real Chance that we've had to tap into our full assortment of players, and I, I think that we really haven't had a chance to be complacent because people have always been coming and going, and you know, each game presents a new challenge for players that haven't played. So, um, hopefully, this you know, this last month before the playoffs, uh, we can get just you know, catch our stride here and start playing well. I mean, we showed what we can do last night. We just have to keep doing it
3: and on a completely different topic um, with with how uh uh the past of the team's had all these april fools jokes going on and really you've been the one involved in all of them with uh jokes this year about you be- being retired and joining the blue man group and before that about uh Fangoso and uh, he hasn't made an appearance in a while but uh how do those come about and is that something you enjoy doing and uh, really being the funny man on the team
1: uh, i think i mean i think there's a, there's quite a few funny men but i think uh it's just something that comes about and i just say all right let's do it it's not you know it's 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 fun to be had and um i think we're trying to to keep light of of you know what we're doing here where we are entertainers and and that's what we're supposed to do and sometimes you know if we can we can catch you guys all out there and uh make a little uh joke about it it's it's all in good fun so um no it's it's been great and the the, the couple uh the two April Fools jokes that we've had have been have uh, been really good. So uh, you never know. Obviously now everybody's going to have their eyes out, so we'll have to try and find some some other place. But I, I did hear that uh, Sangoso is back in the States. He'd uh, been vacationing in the uh, islands of Malta for the past season. So he's really fit, and uh, his hair is amazing. <laughs>
4: Matt, I'm surprised you haven't made an appearance at Fullwood for the reserves team yet.
1: <laughs> I know, I, w- I wish, but I think the uh, the coaches would be uh, they'd be afraid I would, I would get injured out there because uh, it, it isn't just kind of like a kick around. Uh, the guys are all really serious about it. And, uh,
4: yeah, we went to the reserves game today, and I'll tell you what, I uh, I seriously believe that the level of play right now that we're seeing in the reserves. Is about equal to the first year of MLS, if not better. Right. So those guys, uh, the competition is fierce. There's some outstanding play, and it's really fun to watch. I, I, it, it's open to the public, and I wish more people would come out and watch it because it's a, a real lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's from all the games that you know I've seen or I've heard. You know they've been pretty wide open. There's been goals scored, and you know there's there's a lot of good players playing. Like you know you look at our roster and and who played tonight and and who's going to be playing in the reserve game. You you have you know quite a few good solid players that normally would be starting for other teams out there playing so
4: all 11 players on the field today when i looked around they've all made appearances on the first team and in fact most of them have started games so yeah that's the kind of talent level and the depth that we have on a team this year which is which is great to see
1: absolutely and it's, it's great for the younger guys to to get opportunities to play like myself you know for six years i you know luckily um in la we we made a habit of trying to get games for the guys that weren't playing but you know for some of these other players and maybe on some of these other teams you know once you're not getting games you're you really struggle so um i think it's great for the league and i think it's uh you know definitely a positive move forward and it'll it'll just make us uh, in the united states better soccer players
3: and we mentioned uh Tony mentioned about playing striker for the reserves and that's really because uh, growing up you played forward for a while before you became a goalkeeper. Uh, Talk about why you made that switch and uh, and, uh, how that's worked out for you.
1: Uh, When I was in... uh in high school I I had played forward my uh, my freshman year and all throughout youth I had played uh, played forward but my brother actually was a goalkeeper and I was the uh, the reserve goalkeeper for our our club teams when I was younger and um went to some goalie camps and you know it was pretty good at it uh without really even having to think too hard about it and um you know when we, when I got to high school our, our we had a really good team but our goalkeeper wasn't all that great so um, you know, I decided to. You know, if if there was a position where, that you could stand out in, it it would be goalkeeper because uh, honestly, I wasn't very fast and i uh, You know, I can kick the ball pretty hard, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna dribble around people and and score goals. So I thought that you know maybe moving to into the goal would give me a, the best chance to to get a scholarship to play soccer. So it actually uh, you know worked out the best, and I've had, I've actually had a couple of stints on the field. That, when I was with the Galaxy we played down a PDL team and they put me on the field just in case um for like the last 20 minutes and I scored a goal (laughs) so um no I would I would love the opportunity I don't know how long I'd last maybe 15 minutes tops but uh I would give you the best 15 minutes of your life. Yeah, we
4: watch the warm-ups, Matt, and uh, everybody's uh, knows that they got to keep their heads up when you're taking those shots.
1: Yeah, uh, I've, I've I have pelted quite a few people, and I it's not something that I'm trying to do, but uh, you know, with the the people behind the goal and in Dallas back at um, the, the place where they had the turf, the, the people were really close to the goal, and same thing when Chicago when they were playing up in Naperville, the people were pretty close to the goal, so. Yeah, I've I've hit a few kids, and I'm you know, I'm not too proud about that. And uh, I definitely have given a, quite a few pairs of gloves away to, to people that have uh, tagged in the head.
3: And with the team, they seem to be adding coaches that um have been experienced in different positions where you got a guy like Steve Nickel, the head coach, who's uh, experienced at, de- at Defender, and then you have Paul Mariner, who's been the experienced board. Uh, but now the addition of David Vinoli, the experienced goalkeeper for the U.S., uh, how, what's it been like working with him?
1: Uh, it's been great. Uh, David uh, Dino and I have been working. Um, you know, he was my goalkeeper coach coach when we won the championship at UCLA, so we definitely have a, a, a history there, and um, it, it's good. He, he's definitely laid back, but we we definitely get to work in, um, and he knows the season, and he knows what it takes to be a, an exceptional goalkeeper because he's he's proved that he can do it in his own right. So, um, and you look at Steve Nicol and Paul Mariner; they they just you know they act on each other very well, and, and they keep it very loose at practice. Um, you know, they've they've been there, done that, and. Um, they know it's it's not, you know you don't you just we we keep the the ship kind of at an even keel and we don't really get too high or get too low because you know there's another game coming around the corner where you know you can turn everything around or you can keep on rolling.
4: Matt, uh, we're looking forward to see you possibly get your first start against Panama in October at Gillette. That that'll be really outstanding to have that happen in front of your home crowd.
1: Absolutely, uh, it's something that if given the opportunity, I would. Uh, I would relish it, and yeah, uh, I would try and take full advantage of it.
4: And, and then, uh, I'm sure, like uh, as a goalkeeper, the, the the lifespan is much longer than at field positions. But what do you, what do you see yourself doing after soccer? Do you intend to stay in the game, or, or do, do you have some other uh, sideline that you'd like to get uh, involved in eventually?
1: You know, I'm just trying to really focus on, uh, on what I'm doing right now, and, and trying to be the best professional I can be. I I think it would be hard for myself to uh to not be around soccer after I've I've given so much and it's given so much to me in return. It's uh something that I love doing. I, I every day that I wake up and you know, you can be tired and everything, but as soon as you roll the balls out there on the field it's it's uh <laughs> I turn into a little kid again and uh the little spaz comes out in me. So um, you know, we'll see whatever happens happens. Uh it's kind of a The way I go through life, and um, if something should probably come up after I'm done playing soccer, and we'll we'll go on from there.
3: And what are the differences between the coaching styles and playing for the Reds under Steve Nichols and playing for the U.S. under Bruce Arena?
1: Um, I think in the you know in the international game, it's it's their. he has Bruce has you know some great assistants, and you know they're they're really uh, scouting players and they're scouting teams and um you, you you they' really put a lot more emphasis into it uh in terms of watching tape and um you know really focusing on the opponent coming up I think in the m l s you play the opponent so many times that oh, it's you know kind of redundant if you if you do it as much um I don't think that you know there's very much difference I think that both coaches uh, know that they need to surround themselves with with quality players and um if you get enough quality players in then then they should uh take care of the rest. You can you know give them a little direction um as to what we're trying to accomplish but in the end uh it's it's the players that are out there on the field that are that are responsible for the results and uh it's the coach's responsibility for putting the right players on the field.
3: And with the revs coming up, the game coming up against the Metro Stars, one of the team's bigger rivals, uh, how, how big would it be for the team to clinch a playoff spot with a, a win against the Metro Stars uh, away?
1: Um, no, it would, it would be great. I don't, I don't think that um, you know we're going to be too focused on, on clinching a playoff spot. I think it's we'll, we'll look at the Metro Stars as an opponent, and we'll you know we'll try and do what we need to do to win the game, and uh, you know the byproduct of winning the game will be. Uh, we'll, We'll clinch at playoffs but I think we need—I uh, think it's like three or four victories in the last six games to to get the top spot. And um, I think we we realize what home field advantage would would do for us. I think that's you know the the goal that we have uh, in the near future in sight.
4: Matt, beyond winning the division and getting uh, the the home advantage throughout the playoffs how important is it to the team and how much of an eye do you guys keep on the overall standings and winning the Supporter Shield
1: and, you know, some players might, some players don't. I, I personally, you know, don't really I, – I know what the the standings are. I, I couldn't tell you top to bottom who has what points. I know that, you know, it's a, we're, we're, in terms of the whole league, we're on top. And, and uh, San Jose is just one point behind us. And uh, I, I know Kansas City is right behind us in and, and the east. But outside of that, I really don't know where teams fall uh, some – some players might, some players uh, you know, might look into it a little bit more, but um, I think if we just focus on, on what we need to do as a revolution, everything should take care of itself.
4: But but when San Jose comes to town, I'm sure you'll all be aware of it at that time and, and make sure that you take care of business so we can win that trophy.
1: <laughs> no, it would be nice. It would be, uh, you know, we've won it a couple of times when I was in, in Los Angeles and uh, it, it's definitely great for our, our fans that... that Give so much to us uh, without really asking much in return. Uh, it would be it would be great honor to give those those really diehard fans.
4: And all we ask for is the kind of soccer that you guys have been playing for this year. So we thank the whole team. Please keep up the work ethic and, uh, you know, having the talent helps, but to, to have the the team spirit that you guys have had this year, especially when we're missing some of the big names, it's been a very fun season and uh, hopefully it, w- it will be fulfilled.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, for as much soccer as we've already played, uh, the real important stuff hasn't even really started yet. So uh, now is the time that, that we can uh, hopefully get it into high gear and, uh, and, and win a championship and get a ring.
3: Well, thanks a lot for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. You guys, take yeah. care. Bye. Good luck next weekend. And that was uh, Matt Reese, Revolution goalkeeper, who's off to a career year. And uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, he's not too far off from being one of the only, go- one of the few goalkeepers in the league to have a goals against average below one.
4: Yeah, that, that's a, a rare feat in MLS, probably in any league throughout the world, to to have a goals against average uh, less than one goal. And Matt's right on. On, on the line now and uh, if if we can uh, keep playing good defense and good ball control in midfield there's a pretty good chance that uh, I think he'd be the fourth guy to do it uh, and uh, that would be another outstanding feather in, in Matt's cap so hopefully we can do that
3: and that's a great testament to him but I'm sure he himself would give a lot of the credit to the rest of the team around him as well uh, with the guys like Parker stepping up and as you mentioned a guy like Jay Heaps having a career a year uh, the whole team as a whole has been doing so well I think a lot of players you can look at and say this has been their best year, and it's it's great to watch.
4: It, it really is, and um, it, it's not just a matter of results. I mean, this year uh, we've won games in the last minute. So uh, you, I've, I've watched people exiting the stadium this year, and I've never seen anything like it—the the smiles, the the beaming, the the—it's it, such great therapy to go see the revolution. Uh, as opposed to the past when, uh, you know, the, you know the guys were trying and the, the results just never seemed to go our way. Whether it was due to, uh, you know, sometimes you felt like blaming the refs, uh, other times it was, uh, you know, just lack of, uh, uh cooperation within the team or uh, poor coaching, or whatever you'd want to attribute to this year. Uh, You know, things have just come together. You've got all these guys that uh, uh, have come together, uh, are playing together. They put on a great display of sportsmanship, uh, and they just win. And uh, it's hard to find out. And, you know, some some of the credit has to go to Steve Nichol, But, uh, you know, the, the bulk of the credit has to go to the guys on the field who put their individual uh, goals aside as Matt was saying they're not even aware of a lot of that stuff the the, the awards and, and the achievements come as a sideline of producing
3: and just being out there working together and getting the results and you mentioned the reserve league earlier this, uh, today and the the game this morning was it, uh, an excellent quality soccer game where the Revs came out on top Uh, By a score of three to two, and the Revs are on pace to win the Reserve League as well. They're one point out of first, but they have, uh, I believe, two games in hand, uh, or one or two games in hand, and and that would be a great feat for them as well. Even though it's not uh, the big, like winning MLS Cup, but it it shows that the team really has some great depth.
4: Yeah, and uh, wouldn't that be nice to to have uh, a double in that sense, where we could win maybe MLS Cup for our main major team, first team, and then to win the uh, you know prove that you have the depth by winning the reserves as well. And uh, I, I could see him doing it because, uh, as I said to Matt, uh, all the guys that I saw on the field today, they're great talent. They've all made appearances on the first team. And um, they they all want it, and they know that they have to show Steve Nichol uh, that they deserve to be up there uh, on every starting lineup or at least get some minutes. You have to feel for some of the guys that have gone out and produced like an Andy Dorman, but there are only 11 spots on the field. Uh, so all those guys can do is come out to these reserve games and show their stuff there. And, and these guys did. We were, we were actually fell behind. In the game one nothing, and then came back uh, when I had two to one, then it got tied and uh, and then they showed they wanted it more by coming out and getting that third goal in in the last ten minutes or so, and uh, winning that game too and you 're right i I hope I hope they do pull off the, uh, the double and win the reserves championship as well.
3: And a guy, the, the, the rookie defender who's been getting all the headlines for the rest this year has been uh, Michael Parker. But uh, a guy like Jeff who's who hasn't had much chance with the first team but uh, played a great game in the Open Cup uh, match and has been doing very well for the reserves, uh, he's getting an opportunity to prove himself. And he played another good game today, I thought. Uh, we actually got the comments from him about what he thought of the match today and we can play those for you now. So the win tonight keeps you on pace to get first in the reserve division. Obviously not as important as getting first in the league, but uh, what would it mean to get first
6: place in the reserve as well? Well, I mean, there's a lot of guys on the team that come out and practice every day and work hard that don't get a chance in the first team games. So when we come out on Sundays, we're always looking to win. And after dropping that game last week, we are definitely uh, looking to get a win today. And Edson battle with Speedy Ford, that usually with the first team for Columbus, what was it like to defend against a guy like him? Yeah. Edson and Knox up there two really big guys um, not only are they big but they're fast and they're strong so it was kind of tough I kind of got taken on their second goal but it was good It was a good experience and Doug Warren getting some first team experience and playing him back for the reserves how is he as a keeper and and how is he done for the reserves It's great to play in front of him, you know, he's always vocal, he's always keeping us organized, he does well, and uh, it's just good to have a guy like that who has top-level experience to come and organize us and get us going in the reserve games. And having a guy like Avery John on the back line who's been playing for first team most of the time, uh, how does that help? Same thing, you know, he's he's a really vocal guy, and he'll get into his tackles, and he, I don't know, he's a tough defender. I just hope that I can play it's just as good as those guys and keep up with them. It's just
3: a good experience. And how is it like to play? Be um, kind of got like Parkhurst, who's done so well, and is he kind of an example set for you as a rookie, or how well? Do you stepping up and coming into the league?
6: Yeah, of course. I mean, he's a model that I'm trying to go for, you know. He's done well this year. He's stepped in. He's exceeded most people's expectations, I think. And I'm just trying to play behind him. I'm happy playing behind him because he's a really great player. And are you glad to be playing for the Reds after I'm um, going to Brown University Area College? Of course, of course. It was great to stay close, you know. All my friends are in the area, so it's not really like I get homesick because I've been up here for, for about four years. So it's been good to stay in the area, and I love the team.
3: And that was Jeff Larentowicz on the uh, reserve game earlier this morning, which the Res won three to two. Um, the, the, the reserve games, obviously, there weren't that many people there today. I don't think enough people know about them. But there is one more game left of the season, uh, two weeks away from now, uh, against the Metro Stars reserve, which is also be 10 a.m. the following Sunday. It would be nice to have some more fans out at there. It's a great experience, and it doesn't cost anything.
4: Yeah, and if you want more info on
3: that, you could uh, go
4: to the uh, REVS official website, or you can check us out on REVSnet. And we've got to wrap
3: things up now. Uh, you can hear Revolution Recap every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, uh, over the air at 1320 The Drive, as well as at 1320thedrive.com. You can get archives at revolutionrecap.com. You can get the latest REVS news at anyrevs.com, and check out revsnet.com, Tony's site, uh, and get the latest news and insight on the REVS. Thanks for joining us today.
7: Oh.